0: enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with cube from first arkansas bank and trust member fdic joined by kevin mcpherson better known as hoops group courtesy of hogville.net well kevin once again you uh nailed it on the head you forecasted Layton blocker you said 110 he would sign with, or he would mm-hmm. commit the university of arkansas and he did
1: <laughs> well, well he know, he I don't felt think good. I gave percentages, and I don't think I guaranteed yeah. it. He said he felt uh, good I'll, about I'll pat myself on the back when it's – I did feel like Arkansas was the <laughs> was out front on that. And I did say that in our last segment uh, last week. And, you know, I, it really came down to Arkansas and Kansas State on this one. Um, but, but you know, I knew that Layden had reached out to Eric Nelsman about a week or so before his commitment announcement and told him he was coming to Arkansas, and I – I knew that he'd reach out to the other coaches maybe a few days after that to let them know his decision. Uh, but, you know, this was a this is a big deal. Uh, and the reason I said it is you can't take great recruiting success for granted. You want to build on that. And now two years in a row, Arkansas hasn't had to wait around on some of the top-level guys. You know, they started having visitors this time last year in June when they could when those gates opened, remember COVID had shut down Uh uh, on-campus visits and off-campus visits. So June 1st was when it was first turned back on a year ago. And you had guys like Darian Ford and Khalil Ware and Nick Smith later, but, you know, Barry Dunning Jr. And then you started seeing commitments in July um, out of that. And so this is even sooner, right? Leighton Blocker is the first visitor, the first official visitor in June, one of two. Ron Holland came out right after him. And we don't even get to July now in and, and blockers off the board to Arkansas. ESPN's number 28 player in the country, so he's I always said he's knocking on the door of five-star status. I think he might you know, elevate himself to that in the next few weeks with this NBPA Top 100 camp that he's at right now. They'll start playing competitive games tomorrow, and then the remaining Nike sessions, uh, including Peach Jam and or the Peach Invitational, depends on how his team does, uh, in July. So... Uh, this was a big deal for Arkansas to get off on another strong foot. If you go back to the last four recruiting classes, this b- because of the f- recent three five-stars, this may not sound like a big deal, but it is. Spanning the last four consecutive recruiting classes, 2020, 2021, 22, and now the start of 23, Arkansas has, got, has gotten a commitment uh, from at least one player ranked in the top 100, uh, but several of those players have been in the top 50, and we know about the three five-stars. But in that span, when you add it all up, it's not only at least one every year. It's it's a total of 12 players. That is, that's, a, that's recruiting at a high level when you get that many players in four recruiting classes ranked that highly. And the reason I say at least one, if you go back to the class of 2021, that was a one-player high school class. The rest of them that year came through the portal, and that was Chance Moore, who was ranked 75th by ESPN.
0: Do you think that's a matter of once you get one – you start getting some more. The first one Musselman gets, they all start coming. Or, or, or were so many of them on the line at the same time uh, that it wouldn't have mattered? So somebody was going to come
1: first. Yeah, but the other thing, Rick, is sometimes when you're looking at the roster, you, you may hedge your bets or want to wait because you want to see, well, who's going to be here? Who's going to be gone? Mm-hmm. And I think once you start winning at a high level and recruiting at a high level, like the Blue Bloods, that stuff doesn't matter as much. They just want to get on board because they know they're going to get a chance to have be on a big stage. And with the, the turnover on Arkansas' roster, you don't really have to worry about that. Now, you, you might be keeping one eye on that portal, but by the time you wait that long until the spring, even if you're a really high-level guy, if, if Arkansas staff's able to recruit other five stars and get them in, you might miss a spot. Now, he's not a five-star, he's close to it. But I think this was a great decision by Layden Blocker because now he can focus on his season, these opportunities I just talked about in the next few weeks, and, and help in, improve his chances for maybe making the, you know, moving up mm-hmm. enough to get to be a five-star, get invited to the McDonald's game and some of these other things we see. But now he's got the pressure of recruiting off of him. And, of course, Arkansas coaches, at least three of the assistants will be out, I'm told, at MBPA Top 100 camp this weekend. Uh, and we'll see if Musk is out there, but you've got a multiple players Arkansas is recruiting, including Blocker, who they just got the commitment from.
0: That also says they expect some guys to be gone after this year, right? <laughs> Can we say that? Uh, you got to figure yeah, that but, if they're out but, there signing guys, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, you you want your program to be at a level where where you have more one and done, five-stars, yeah. guys that are going to help continue to make the brand look even better once they get to the next level based on where they're drafted. You know, Arkansas could say, we you know we just had two players out of that 2020 class that went 114 and the then 134. Those are those are excellent draft spots for a program that really at that point that was their first good recruiting class. When you look at the high school ranks under Musselman, now it just you just want it to snowball. You want these three five stars to do well. You want you know all three are projected uh, to go in the first round. And most of the mock drafts yeah. I've seen for 2023 in a year's time, Nick Smith among the top three players in the next draft. I'm seeing Anthony Black's name listed in lottery mocks, you know, and going in the lottery in some of these mocks. So that's a top 14. And I've seen Jordan Walsh, you know, kind of oscillate wow. between the back end of the lottery to around the 20th pick. So, you know, if you've got three freshmen that are going to be going in the first round in the, in the following season, that's the kind of stuff that you see happen at Duke or Kentucky. Not as much at other schools, and I think that would be big for Arkansas. Yes, and man. continued yeah, recruiting is- success. ESPN
0: projects those guys 3, 8, and 11. I mean, that's, yeah. that's pretty amazing, isn't it, for guys that haven't dribbled yet on this level. Amazing. Well, yep. Kevin, that leads Absolutely. to my question then. Uh, I realize in this, this – I'll, I'll position my question this way. High school players, is there a number that you feel like Arkansas may be targeting or capping at? In other words – would it be at 12? Twelve. I at mean Would it be at 3? Would it be at 4? Would it be at 2? Uh, how many high schoolers do you see Arkansas trying to uh, get committed for this next class?
1: I think that's fluid based on who might want to come. In other words, they had a six-player high school class last year. Do you think if Khalil Ware wanted to change his mind and figure out a way to get to Arkansas, they would have made room for Khalil Ware. That would have been a seventh. I think right now, at minimum, they're looking at four because I see four. I see more than four players that they're trying to get in for visits, even if that stretches out into August, September, maybe even later in the fall before the early period. Uh, some of those guys are Bay Fall, a five-star out of out of Denver, six ten, top fifteen player. His teammate in Denver, six ten, Asani Diop, another versatile guy, top forty-ranked player. Chris Johnson, Zayden High, their grassroots teammates, both from Texas. Both have said they told me that they have intentions of visiting Arkansas, even if it's after the summer on official visits, class of 2023. And we know Ron Holland is definitely a priority recruit because mm-hmm. they just had him in. And, and you know, I think Arkansas is in great shape with him, a top five five-star according to ESPN. They got him ranked number four, six-eight-four out of Duncanville, with all those Arkansas ties, right? With both Anthony Black and Jordan Wall. So I just rattle off some names outside of blocker. Uh, you know five or six guys out there still, but I think Wesley Yates, the third, another big guard out of Texas, Beaumont United top another top 40 guy. So I think Arkansas, when I look at all these names and I start thinking about what they did in this last class, if you get high enough rated guys, I think you're going to go maybe for four just out of the gates, thinking that that's, that, that, you know, that'd be a great start. Um, because again, the roster turns over so much and then the, there'll be reportable recruiting again in the spring, but I'd say a baseline, just a minimum baseline would be three, but I'm looking at maybe four. And then, again, who wants to come to Arkansas? I think you even grow that if you can get some top ten five-star guys to join the fold late. We saw that with Anthony Black last year.
0: All right, let's talk with or Just a few uh, months
1: ago, excuse me, not last year. The last right. year's class, yeah. but that, that happened just a few months ago.
0: Yeah, hard to believe. Let's talk to Steve. Steve, good afternoon.
2: Hello, gentlemen.
0: Good afternoon, Steve.
2: Uh, Randy is talking about the Dillo shots a while ago. Mm-hmm. And the money that the total money that was raised from the sales of the Dillo shots, half of it would go to a food bank in fable and the other half of the uh, sales would go to a food bank in Oxford.
0: Well, good. There's twenty percent to each. That's that's a right. good deal, though. It's great.
2: So I felt like, you know, uh, the money was going to a good cause. But anyway, Hoop Scoop, uh, yes, you're sir. on a roll on prediction. Because <laughs> you got Dalen uh, Williams right and you got Mr. Blocker right. Now, I'm going to give well, you a test. Who's going to be the starting five for next year's, this coming up year's team? And who's going to be the first three players off the bench?
1: Now, that's okay. your homework wow. assignment
2: for next time.
1: Oh, you're going to give me some time on that one. Okay. Oh, I just yeah, I'm going give you now.
2: more time than what Randy does. So uh, when you come okay. back, uh, when it, will it be Thursday or Friday?
1: It's it's Thursdays, and let me tell you, I've I've got okay. I just did a, an article in Hogville where I put out my top seven rotation thoughts, so I could spit that out now or after the, the break if you want me to. Ten man
2: rotation though, who scoop? That's the key. What's that? You got to have a ten man rotation. You can't use a mu- uh, Musselman theory of just seven or eight. You got to have a ten man rotation.
1: Well, if you can get me in on the bench over there where I can get a save, but I don't, I think if, even if I was sitting by Mustman, I wouldn't have much to say. I that guy goes in with a, a plan. But I think back to the reason
2: why we're getting uh, the kids like Blocker and uh, Black and all them is because of what Moses Moody accomplished. And the fact he just won a, a championship ring at, well, at uh, Golden State this year. And that's a big recruiting tool. But
0: anyway, guys, that's all I have. Thank you, Steve. Wow, he's nice to you, Uh, (laughs) Kevin. All right, hang on. Kevin, we got to take a break. That's Kevin McPherson, and on his hoop scoop, courtesy of hogville.net. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. Drive Time Sports will continue in a moment. We're joined again by... Kevin McPherson, they're known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Let's talk with Shane. Shane, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports.
2: Yeah, guys, I just got two questions for uh, Kevin. Uh, the Mitchell Twins, are, are they
1: pretty much all the paperwork gone through and everything as far as that goes? Yeah, so I think before they announced those guys as being part of the, uh, you know, the financial aid agreement, um, you know, having been consummated, they did a, they did some internal uh, academic stuff, and I was told that 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 they could they were not only green-lighted for acceptance, but they thought everything was in line, uh, you know, for their for them to be eligible immediately. So we've heard nothing to contrary uh, to suggest that's not the case, and so they're going full. Yeah, uh, only, you know. They're going full force ahead in get your, with those guys on the rope. You know, factoring into this season, yeah, how, how big of an impact do you think they'll have? And I'll hang up. Yeah. Thank you, Shane. Well, you know, I've, I mentioned before we went to the break that I just just put out yesterday my my thoughts on it. Way too early, let's call them way too early thoughts on a top seven projection. And I've got one of the twins in that top seven, and I think. It depends on how Musman wants to go that route, using their fouls. You know, is he going to rotate those guys um, and, and give them, you know, similar minutes? Is one guy maybe going to play more minutes, but he, they're interchangeable? So, in that sense, if he plans on using both of them consistently, there you could you could stretch that out to eight. Uh, we saw Trey Wade last year interjected into the starting lineup for about half the season, early on in league play. And uh, you know, But he averaged 17 minutes a game, and even though he started all those games consecutively, he didn't necessarily see a lot of floor time in some games he did. And so you always wonder, you know, how will he use the Twins? Will they just kind of alternate based on matchups? But I think they will have an impact. I absolutely do. I don't think when you replace a guy like Jalen Williams who did so many things, he was basically truly a one-man front line last year. Because uh, I saw the other guys as kind of three, four combos, and Trey Wade and Stanley Amudi, Kamani Johnson got some spot minutes, but now you went out and you got you got four big six nine or taller, including the twins. So I think it's going to be more by committee. So I think both of those guys are going to get their opportunities and factor in.
0: This announcement made today, and I'm trying to find the story I, so I can read it precisely, but uh, I'll just have to go by memory. November twentieth. It was announced today that there will be a game at the Jack Stevens Center between the University of Arkansas – okay, let me retract that – the Little Rock Trojan Women and the University of Arkansas Women. That will be November 20th. The game time has not been announced precisely, but that will be on a Sunday. And uh, so this will be the fifth meeting between the two teams. And the second time that the Lady Razorbacks will visit the Jack Stevens Center. But uh, yeah. this will be the first time in which a full capacity crowd will be allowed. The only the time they met was back in December the 19th of 2020 when the pandemic limited the capacity at venues. And seemed like there were like 400, if I remember correctly, was what was allowed. Uh, to witness that game that particular day. So, great news there. And uh, I'm sure there'll be other announcements that we'll be hearing about shortly. Kevin, you kind of touched on this a moment ago, but we are now part of the calendar, which means that you mentioned the Peach Jam, you've got the evaluation that's going on right now, and Leighton Blocker is part of that process. How many others in that M-B-P-A, how many other prospects that Arkansas is looking at will be on hand for this top 100 camp? And if that's the case, can Arkansas and other coaches watch this camp?
1: Yeah. Yeah, they can. Arkansas will have at least three assistants there, I'm told. Again, we'll see if Musk decides to go out there. He has in the past. Um, And, you know, Arkansas has got at least 10 players. I mean, roughly that amount outside of Blocker. You've got Dallas Thomas, the 6'8 wing, at a Little Rock Park, V247, class of 2024. Uh, to, by the way, he was at Layden Blocker's commitment announcement and got to visit with him and his dad quite a bit the other day uh, over the weekend. But he'll be there, or he's there now. Arkansas coaches will have an eye on him. Uh, you've got several players from that 2023 class. Brandon Garrison, the six-nine forward. Out of Dell City, Oklahoma, top top 50, top 60, four-star big man. Uh, you've got I mentioned the names Chris Johnson and Zayden Highs, some of those Priority 23 guys out of Texas that are grassroots teammates. They're both there. I mentioned Bayfall and Asani Diop, the te- teammates out of out of Denver. They're both there. Um, so when you start kind of going down a list, Aston Hardaway, a guy that's at Duncanville, a senior, six seven guy, he's an ESPN four-star. Arkansas has kind of casually been recruiting him but but they they continue to keep an eye on him. I know uh, Gus Argental was down in DFW this weekend for that Scholastic event, that live eval Scholastic event, and got to see him and other players. Uh, But you've got a multitude of guys, another class of 2024 guy that Arkansas reached out to after midnight on June 15th, a national top five five five-star, Isaiah. And I'm going to butcher his last name, so I'm going to spell it for you, (laughs) E-L-O-H-I-M. But he's a top-level guy. Uh, you know, when you look at his uh, recruitment already, Arkansas, to my knowledge, has not offered him yet. But he's also taking part in this event uh, at NBPA Top 100 Camp. So You got a lot of guys: Bryson Warren, who's, who's with Overtime Elite, the Little Rock native, the five-star. Uh, we know that he's not going to play college basketball, but he's also taking part in this event. He's—I saw him over the weekend as well. We talked for a little bit, and he'll be eligible, by the way, guys, and not this uh, next year's draft, but the one after. So he'll he'll be eligible for the draft, even though technically he's a pro now. Uh, he's still finishing up high school in terms of, you know, completing a degree there with his overtime elite experience also being paid uh, to play basketball.
0: I didn't realize he was that young. I don't well, know why he's, he's, this past year was his senior year, or what would have been his well, senior
1: year. Well, right. He's class of 2023, same as Laden Blocker. So, they've got to, they've got, so if he were still in high school, he'd have another year to complete. Then he'd have to be do something for a year right. for the next draft because you either got to go to college for a year or go maybe overseas, whatever, G League, Ignite. But, uh, but yeah, so he's two drafts away, the same as Blocker is or anybody else, Ron Holland or anybody else in that 2023 class.
0: Wow. I thought he was older than that.
1: Um, have
0: you heard anything so far about the summer workouts?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Defense has been the word. Apparently, that's the side of the ball. that and, and if you look at the DNA of the program so far, if there's an identity, it's always been they, they're better defensively than anything else. You know, and, and they, you kind of fill in the blanks based on matchups and other things outside of defensive play. Uh, and we've seen individuals have good offensive seasons or performances, but it's really been collectively the defense, and they're already feeling good about the defense. And, um, you know, that hasn't always been the case. Usually they don't necessarily get that right or fixed until maybe mid-January. And to feel this good about it, if you're Eric Moussman in in June, it says a lot. And, of course, they haven't played anybody else. And there's a lot more to learn about all these newcomers and stuff. But so far, the rim protection, the defense, you know, my top seven rotation that I'm projecting right now is based on the things I've heard. I'm just going to rattle them off. Nick Smith, Jr., Trevon Brazil, Devo Davis. Um, Anthony Black, Jordan Walsh, Ricky Council, the fourth. And of the two twins, I've got Makai, who's just a little bit undersized relative to his, his, his brother and maybe a little more skilled, though. But I can see those two guys being interchangeable in terms of who gets the start and who plays, you know, who comes in and supplements those minutes. Uh, but I think guys like Jalen Graham, the transfer from Arizona State, Kamani Johnson, these are veteran players. We've seen Mussman tweak rotations and give guys opportunities. I think those guys will be in the mix. And I'm still hearing good things about the three freshmen who weren't the five stars. Darian Ford, his physicality, his ability to get to the cup and finish. Joseph Pinion's been shooting well of late, I've heard. He's a good passer over there on the wing. And then Barry Dunning Jr., who's going to be, I think, versatile defender. Mussman loves them, guys that can defend two, three positions. So we don't write those guys off and getting an opportunity at some point. But I did. I know I went through all that fast, but that was my top seven rotation as of now.
0: All right, Kevin, we will talk with you on Thursday. That is Kevin McPherson. They're known as Soup, courtesy of Hogville.net.